Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, In Good Company. I'm Nicola Tangen, the CEO of the Norwegian Wealth Fund. In this podcast, I talk to the leaders of some of the largest companies we're invested in so that you can learn what we own and also so that you can meet these impressive leaders. Today, I'm talking to the CEO of H&M, Helena Helmosen. Wow, really, really impressive lady. The company was founded in 1947 and has grown to become one of the leading fashion retailers in the world. We own 1% of the company, translating into 3 billion Norwegian kroner or 320 million US dollars. In this podcast, Helena will talk to us about the sustainability of the fashion industry, the latest trends, and also why she loves fashion. So stay tuned. Helena, you are one of the most powerful women in the global fashion industry. You sell billions of products to millions of people. So if we were to just start with the very basics, um, what do you wear? <laughs> so today I'm wearing an H&M blazer together with an Arket polo shirt underneath. How do you choose your, your clothes? So usually, I mean, if you would see my wardrobe, it's obviously a mix uh, of brands, mostly from uh, H&M Group. I mix what to wear more from my personal style, I guess. So right now I, I buy a lot from, I think H&M Ladies has done a fabulous job. Mm. And also COS has, uh, with such great confidence, also refined both the brand, but also their collection to be more, more edgy. So I bought a lot of uh, that collection. What are the global trends now in fashion? Well, um, it's still after the pandemic, of course, there's some kind of counter reactions when it comes to more color. Uh, people need color. Uh, the party will be, uh, you know, true party wear with a lot of, of glitter and dresses and so forth, which will be fun. It seems like people really want to meet, uh, socialize and have fun again. The tailor trend is more relaxed still. Uh, so if you would think blazers, for example, without lining, if you would see trousers could, for example, be with drawstring, these type of, of details. But we have a lot of colors together with neutrals, such as pink and, and green and uh, these kind of stronger colors. Okay, so we are, we are celebrating the end of COVID, basically. Well, I think we're celebrating coming together again. Yeah. Well, it sounds like I need to visit my wardrobe a bit here. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <laughs> um, where, who is setting the trend these days? Where is the trend coming from? No, it's really a mix of influences coming together. As I mean, it's always been like that with fashion, but of course, with digitalization, the spread of social media, influencers, etc., etc., it comes in different channels today, maybe. Uh, than what it used to. But I would definitely say that the trends have been more global before, uh, while now it's moving more towards also, you know, you care for the neighborhood, for the community that you're part of. So it has become more local. Um, and definitely there is a clear trend that you mix and match according to your own kind of personal style, while before it was maybe more a pure outfit that was super trendy, but now it's more, which I think is healthy, that you also mix and match according to who you are. And uh, where that comes from is, of course, brands as, as our brands, influencers, 
it's um, from art still, it's from, you know, many different sources. The fact that um, taste is becoming more local, what kind of challenges does that give that you as a company? Well, of course, in the past, uh, more or less, it's been global um, collections, global store formats, you know, all of that. And to some extent that withholds, so we can still build quite a lot of synergies, but you also need to create more closer relationships with customers. And a part of doing that is, of course, to be very locally relevant. And that, of course, means that to some extent you need to also adapt the collections. Um, It can be the colors, it can be how you style something, it can be separate orders, but you need to move closer in different ways than being more locally relevant, which is super interesting. Now, um, your background is really interesting. You were leading the sustainability operations of of H&M, which is quite unusual, actually, for a CEO. So when you talk about sustainability, you can feel that it's really heartfelt and the core of, uh, of you as a person. How does that make you a different CEO, you think? Well, I guess others should answer that. I'm just, with my experience, trying to do my very best for the company and for the industry. Um, but I would say, I mean, this passion grew very strong since I've been living in Bangladesh and I think that's when I saw things more clearly maybe. I was so incredibly proud when I lived in Bangladesh and saw the kind of impact that we have especially on women and um, indirectly how we provide good jobs and what it meant (laughs) you know for women to have a monthly salary. Uh, and how that also trickled down to more kids in school and all of that. So that was a true pride where I just felt we are in the lead of a movement that has to become industry-wise. And on the other side, also the negative effects on the planet, which made me also think that we should be able to provide fashion to many people without damaging the planet. So how can we do that? So that was kind of a passion that grew. Mm. How do you strike the balance there? Because on the one hand, you want to produce as cheaply as you can. Your company is about making profits. At the same time, you want to pay proper wages. Just how do you find that balance? That's why our responsibility is so important to make sure that the jobs that we provide, even though it's indirectly, that we are part of securing the human rights and part of securing the working conditions in those factories together with our partners um, so that we can provide good jobs. And we know that this industry has always been kind of the stepping stone out of severe poverty. So I think this is also part of why I feel my job and our role within H&M Group is so meaningful, Mm -hmm. that as we grow, we should also create that type of positive impact for for people. Mm. You also talk a lot about circularity and reuse of clothing. Um, What are your thoughts on this? Well, uh, if you think about our our industry, I think everybody agrees that having a vision where uh, you can give access to sustainable fashion to many is an awesome thing. You know, people use fashion to express who they are and it's something really positive. But the system behind fashion is not sustainable as it's built uh, right now. Uh, I mean, the foundation is more built on a linear flow, which actually means that every time 
you design a new product, you, you extract new natural resources and circularity is all about making sure that fashion never goes to waste because it goes back into the flow. Um, which is, I would say, it's the way uh, to decouple our growth from the use of natural resources. Mm. And of course, decouple our growth from the CO2 emissions as well. So it's, it's a core strategy that is really important to make sure that the system behind fashion becomes sustainable. But you think more about reusing fibers and the fabrics rather than actually reusing the clothes itself? It's both. That's why we work with both in parallel. So, of course, once you have produced something uh, from recycled uh, fibers and in the processing, you, of course, have used renewable energies. That's also circular in itself. But you need to make sure that the product can live as long as possible. That means that when a customer is done with an item, how can you make sure that it's sold to someone else? else and once a garment cannot be used anymore either you repair it or you make sure that it gets recycled so again it's a whole system to get in place and we were early on with for example doing garment collecting in our stores that was 2013 and right now for example getting feedstock back to supply chain and get that circular flow uh, is a challenge. So we obviously need to work harder. Mm. I read somewhere that the average um, clothes is being worn seven times. But um, clearly the more of this that happens, the less growth you have as a company, no? Uh, no, uh, because it's possible to decouple growth from the use of natural resources. So again, if you reuse fibers over and over again, if you make sure that you use renewable energy in the processing, if you use climate smart fuel in the transport, then we're gonna be able to grow. And on top of that, if we can have more than one transactions on a product, so we're part of the resale flow. Uh, I mean, now we're majority owner of the amazing company Selpi. Uh, which is uh, an amazing platform for resell. So, of course, we see great opportunities for growth. That's in our DNA. Um, but we have to grow to some extent in a different way or, again, change the system behind fashion to make sure that we use less natural resources as we grow. Moving on to competition, you have some large online-only competitors. How do you view the competitive landscape just now? Well, it's a very, very competitive uh, industry. And lately, I would say, uh, when we saw digitalization coming, also new competitors have emerged and, and, and some of them doing only e-commerce. There's a lot of local players, so it's also easier as a, as a small company to emerge on, on the market. So. It's very competitive, but also very interesting, I would say, because you really have to come down to who are we and what is our competitive advantages. And of course, adapt to the digitalization and pursue your own vision. That's super important. But I would say it's it's a very competitive landscape, but very, very interesting. And, and we do see that our sweet spot and our position is strong when it comes to the basic business idea of combining 
fashion quality, price and sustainability. So uh, mm. that's what we pursue, but of course also integrating uh, tech uh, and making sure that we also use digitalization as a means to reach more customers. How is the, um, the way you market your clothes changing? Well, there's so much marketing touching people now. It's like, a ho- how will we be unique? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what will be different from us? How do we show our values Uh, in our marketing and show who we are both when it comes to creativity and fashion but of course also when it comes to for example sustainability I think it's it's very important to do that in an integrated way what are your most important channels now if we look at social media for instance social media is of course really important but I would say that still one of the most important channels is still our stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that's where we meet many, many customers still. And again, the strength of having both physical stores and being uh, present online and digitally in, in so many countries, that's kind of where we interact and meet most customers. And social me- media, of course, we're in many different channels like everybody else but the most important part is how we meet our customers within our own sphere mm. i think you mentioned seven values officially that you um, mm. that are important for you what are you, mm. what would you say is the top two three values that you think about i guess where we are right now believing in people i would definitely pick Uh, also because the world around us is moving so fast it's pretty complex and also competition is fierce so being a big global company we have to move fast Mm. Uh, so we kind of have to create an organization that is empowered to take decisions so that we move fast speed is um, is a mindset thing how do Mm. you how do you install that in the organization I think it links back to what we just discussed about. If you're going to get speed in a large organization, you kind of need to make sure that you have teams with different roles that has their mission that is aligned with the company goals Mm. uh, so that they get the freedom to take the right decisions and to decide how. Well, to me, it's it's empowerment and it's truly using the strengths in the organization. And if you are very clear with where we're headed, what goals to reach, of course, it's much easier to let go of control on how to get there. Mm. And I do think that is important. And of course, as, as all companies, we are challenge right now because when you transform when you are in big change you have to make sure that you're on the same track Mm. when do you feel you are in the flow when are you the most happy at work i'm very result driven (laughs) so when i meet teams Uh, that have collaborated in the right way and I see progress and often when it's linked to us having challenges within a certain area and I see that I can be part of unlocking things and that we move with speed that to me is amazing when I see a team that has been struggling and that has come up with ideas and had the energy to pursue their plans and see them successful, I think that's when I'm 
um, I feel that I'm in a flow. Mm. And what is most fun with your job? Meeting our teams in both production countries, sales countries. I think it's amazing together with meeting. I, I, I love fashion, so I love meeting the brands and looking at new ideas when it comes to both um, how to develop a brand and, and looking at collections. Um, that, that will always be a fun part for me. Why do you love fashion? Instantly, I would answer it's because I think myself that it's a great way to express yourself. And I think it brings such kind of joy uh, in in some way. And the other part of the answer would be that I have been working for more than 25 years in this company. So somehow being so outspoken with growing a fashion and design company and at the same time be part of changing the industry has made me really proud. So if fashion can truly be that force for good, I think that's awesome. Mm. We are seeing in many places uh, some reversal of the globalization and the outsourcing and so on. Do you think we'll see the same with H&M? Yeah, I mean, I've been working so many years myself in sourcing and production. So I've been part of of kind of always developing uh, new markets, developing the network of uh, suppliers to develop certain capabilities. And that continues. And right now it's quite a lot around nearshoring also. So that's part of the development we are doing ourselves. Uh, and that is, of course, to be really quick on, on meeting customer demands and hitting new trends. And that's that's really, really interesting. Talking about markets, what do you think about the Norwegian fashion industry? <laughs> I don't know if it's that different from the Nordics or from Sweden. And of course, there are different communities and neighborhoods also uh, in Norway, but we have a long history in Norway providing many customers um, uh, sustainable fashion. So uh, again, we look forward to to continue that journey and becoming even more relevant also in Norway within different communities uh, and so forth. And also in Norway, we have a lot of of competition, which which is really, really interesting. And I don't know, competition kind of makes you stay on your toes and and (laughs) always try to do your, your very best. Some um, personal um, questions um, at the end, Helena. Um, do you meditate? It depends on what you mean with meditate. Like I don't go to uh, classes, but I walk a lot in nature. So that's my way to kind of relax my mind. And why is nature important for you? I actually think I'm not the only one that finds nature very relaxing. No, no, I'm I'm an other one. I'm an other one. (laughs) I love it. So, no, but it is something with nature. um, It's it's de-stressing. Yes, especially the sea and mountains for me, at at least, makes you feel small um, in a nice way. Uh, And it truly makes you... Well, relax your mind and be present here and now. And I, I try to do that as as much as possible. Then I've always done that also with my family when I grew up, <laughs> going to the mountains and skiing and hiking and stuff like that. So 
There is research showing that um, people who spend more time in nature are less depressed. I believe that's true. Yeah. Um, last question. We have a lot of students and young professionals mm. listening into this. What What is your advice to them? The first one is is truly to follow your your passion. I mean, if you can identify what you're truly passionate about and let that lead you, that is so, so powerful. And then when you start to work and you're about to choose an employer, I think it's really, really important to not only let, let kind of the employer choose you, but also choose a company where you feel you can be yourself and that you like the culture, uh, you like what, what they are doing. So that it's a choice uh, that you make. And of course, that choice can be remade. You can choose other things as you as you go. But that has been key, at least to me. Mm -hmm. Well, Helena, big thanks for taking the time today. Um, good luck with your continued work on sustainability. And um, thanks for dressing up the world. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. It was really nice talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.